0: What's up, everybody? It's Abby and Jesus. With me is Joe the Brain Matt's Joe undefeated Giants Matt.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my God. And I'm yeah. going to
1: roll with it as long as I can. I might just yeah, do this yeah week. For, right. for another we'll week. See. You're
0: right. You're right. <laughs> but, but we are back with the first episode of the NFL recap show for the 2020 season, 2022 season. Jesus.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah. but we are.
0: <laughs> We are here. Um, no more preseason talk. The, the games have finally begun. And, um, you know, Sunday was a wild one. Uh, it was is kind of an understatement. It just seems like the football guys took a break this weekend. Saturday was wild in college football and Sunday was wild in the NFL. Guys who can't make extra points can somehow make 60 yard kicks, you know, to win the game, those types of things. Um but it was one of those if you were if you were a gambler or a fan you're just happy to get out with any kind of win
1: yeah i mean I, as a giants fan i certainly agree <laughs> giants. oh my god you
0: should have had to wait at least 14 weeks before you could start this but um you know i wanted to i wanted to start you know, like with the Thursday night game and go all the way through. But I think it's very important for us to go ahead and get this out the way. Fourth, the love of God. (laughs) There's been a lot of talk about what should have been done, what could have been done. Let me just say, I don't think I could allow my coach to do that to me if I'm Russell Wilson. Like a coach in his first year to, to to put me on the bench and take a shot at a sixty-four yard field goal in Seattle, which I'm not a hundred percent sure if I would consider Seattle kicker friendly. Um I would know. <laughs> yes. I would know. sixty-four yards is is obviously long. In mile high, doable for
1: sure. Give it a shot. Right. I mean, the longest kicks we've ever seen made. I mean, I, there's the guy who from the Saints with like the club foot. I don't yeah. remember where he kicked that one. But the other two longest field goals we've ever had are a 63 yarder in Denver. And then we had Justin Tucker last year, the 65 yarder in Detroit, which is a dome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a dome or you're in Denver, I don't I still would say this is probably the wrong choice, but I could understand it. So if let you're me outside ju- in Seattle. No, it makes no sense. So the,
0: the main issue for me, even, even if I don't agree with kicking the field goal. Is that you have three timeouts,
1: right? Run the, time. run them
0: out there. If he misses, yeah. you got yeah. three If you if you're going, if, if you're going, if you know you're going to kick a field goal, use your timeouts. Call better plays. Work closer. Like there was opportunity to get closer. Um, and you know, I don't need the stat probability of. McMinnis making a 64 yarder or me converting this fourth and five with Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Like, come on, man. Like it just, it just seemed, it just seemed like the perfect conclusion to uh, a staff that actually looked like they were in over their head.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, you know, people have talked about how, you know, obviously fumbles at the goal line are kind of fluky, but why, are, why is the team having trouble getting up to the line of scrimmage before the play clock's down, like, the entire game? It's also it, pretty questionable to be doing the pistol or the shotgun in goal line situations in the NFL. You know, if you're with some spread team in college, then fine. That's what you do. In the NFL, you should be able to run just a regular goal line if you're down for one yard line.
0: Also, I just want to say people don't need preseason to do fundamental things. You don't. You don't need preseason yeah. to line up in the right fucking spot. That's practice. The, yeah, that, practice.
1: that part should be regular. It's like when you get an exotic blitz or something. It's like yeah. All right, sometimes you you can't fully prepare for that unless you're in the games, but knowing where you line up on offense, yes, that should be that I should be. Yeah, like preparing.
0: people people were, like I saw some people saying, "Oh, this is why certain teams need preseason," which was like the the it was like the thing, the go-to excuse for this for this first week. Whenever a person played bad, Joe Burrow. When we get to his game, he didn't I mean, play the too Joe well.
1: Burrow one is the. I mean, you. I guess you could make arguments about the line because they're new. It's yeah. like Joe Burrow's working with the same receivers. Yeah, Joe Burrow himself. The same doesn't, offense. No.
0: doesn't need preseason to, to tell the difference we're, between we're black pretty and big white. Joe
1: Burrow guys. Yeah. And yeah, black and white jerseys and
0: orange and black
1: jerseys. <laughs> no, unless so he's had ridiculous. some terrible damage to his eyes. That yeah. be a, a good but but for this segment, for fourth the love of God,
0: I just beg <laughs> coaches, please be decisive and be smart, maximize, maximize your probability to win the game. If you really want to win the game, a 64-yard field goal is not the way to go. Right. In, Don't in scenario, scenario. That's
1: happened once ever. In, no in the
0: history of the NFL. And the thing that really pissed me off is that he chose to use the timeouts after he turned the ball over. Then he wants to be petty and extend the game. For what? For what? You got a better chance of making. I'd be field goal. like, let's get out of
1: here. Like, I yeah. don't need to like have the announcers talk for an extra two minutes about how stupid I am. You have a better chance of making a sixty-four yard field goal than you have of a snap being fumbled
0: uh for a kneel down. Like, yeah, ridiculous.
1: The worst part about it too is like you you pointed out both here and on Facebook that you don't really need the analytics on this one. You <laughs> it's don't. Like, it's, Like this is one of those ones where like all the crazy old school guys that I'm like, God, I hate this guy. He punts on fourth and one every time. Those guys would have gone for it because this is that simple of a choice. Like there's a very real chance that there's only one coach in the NFL who would have done that last night. And it's Nathaniel Hackett. I I would bank on every single other coach going for it. The worst part the worst part of all this too
0: is that. Hackett came out and said he feels like, you know, I made a mistake. And Russell Wilson and McMinnis are still out here defending his honor. Like, bro, it's a stupid play. It's a stupid move. Like, it's, not I like it's not what you say. It's not what you pay the 24 but... quarterback for. No, I, I, I respect what Aaron Rodgers would have done. <laughs> or Tom Brady. <laughs> or Peyton Manning. Hell, maybe even Patty Mahomes. I don't even think Patty would allow that. I think they would have just waved him off and be like, no.
1: We're just gonna have right, to burn just, just head back out, out on the yeah, field like, like, no. I'll call my own play. Like, That's no. the other thing, too. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett calls the plays, he's the one in charge of what they would have run. So you're telling me that just makes it seem like he's not confident in himself either. The, the Which maybe he air, shouldn't be based off of yesterday, but oh first, I mean I, air he, air he was one of my least favorite hires of the offseason, and he certainly did not uh change my mind yesterday. Yeah, awful, but
0: uh, other storylines to that game, you know, you gotta tip your hat to Gino. Gino yeah, didn't play absolutely. too bad at all 23 28, 195, two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad Penny
1: looked really explosive. I like that. Um, uh, Rashad Penny's thing his whole career has really just been can he stay on the field? Yeah. And obviously, he had Chris Carson, who was a good running back ahead of him the last few years. But when he's on the field, I think he's a good back. I mean, you'd hope so. He was a first round pick, so but Jalen Adams, um got hurt and seems
0: like he'll be out for a while. Um I mean I guess that's the storyline because he's a name, but
1: yeah, I don't know the- how much
0: that C- Se- Seahawks defense isn't good. They're not good. I was very disappointed in in the Broncos ability to just finish drives, man. Like it was right, they
1: moved the ball. They just yeah. again yeah
0: they it was two fumbles at the one yard. Weird. Line. Just weird. Um We'll go ahead and start with the Thursday night game, which at this point is stale, but Bills destroyed the Rams 31-10. Um, the takeaway from that is the Bills are literally starting the season where they left off Yeah, and look like they're playing with with all intents and purposes of beating the shit out of everybody. And the Rams are just like, hey, you know, some of us didn't even want to be here in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's not a game where I'm reading too much into the Rams. I mean, obviously, like, Cam Akers is – seems like he's in the doghouse so for fantasy purposes that matters we'll see alan robinson because obviously it wasn't a great uh, sign that he was out there the entire game and saw, saw two targets and one of them was like the last play of the game but they're playing the bills it's one of the best defenses in the nfl it's obviously one of the best offenses so we will we'll, we'll wait to see what the rams look like against atlanta before i make any pronouncements on them the real takeaway is just yeah, Buffalo looks like the team that was a play away from the AFC Championship and potentially a Super Bowl last year. They're they're ready to go. Ken Dorsey, obviously, you know, hats off to him. He's taken over as the offensive coordinator, and uh, they do not look any worse for wear with him calling the plays than they did with Brian Dayball.
0: Yeah, I'll be I'll be monitoring the Rams' efforts. Um, the NFL is a, a funny sport. Teams will get blown out one week and turn around the next. We can be super motivated and, yeah. and, and return the favor. So um yeah, I'm not gonna read into it too much. Yeah. The Rams just look like they just really didn't want to play it on that particular day. <laughs> um my favorite game of the week, Patriots, Dolphins. Dolphins won twenty to seven. I am I am just so happy to see the Patriots just look like just utterly embarrass themselves. Just look like crap. <laughs> it, it warms my heart to see that Mac Jones is basically a dud. And it's not all oh, it's, I feel, it's like, not I feel all cool. a little
1: strong after just one week of uh No,
0: man, it's not even because I didn't think two. he was that great. I didn't think he was that great last year either. He's a dud. Um <laughs> It warms my heart to see the, the greatest coach of all time and his his – tree of Patricia and Judge just look like they just don't know anything about offense. It's great. I mean, it's great. I couldn't think of of a better team um, for this to happen to than the Patriots. I feel like the organization deserves this.
1: I mean, I Obviously, I I agree with you. If the offense continues to look like this, that oh, it's going to. It ain't There's no one to blame but themselves. If you're, yeah, again, you're rolling with Matt Patricia calling the plays, and then if not Patricia, Joe Judge. That's a, again, any Giants or Lions fan would tell you (laughs) that that's a bad choice, and that's before factoring in that neither of them has a real offensive background. But I mean, I, I think this game was actually a little closer though than the final score. I mean. The Patriots move down the field the very first drive. Uh, Jones throws up a ball into the end zone for Devontae Parker. I'm not sure which corner it was, but a great job by the Dolphins corner. who Slaps the ball into the yeah, air. It see if yeah, it was a great job by them. And then also, I mean, what? The end of the half, I mean, in contrast, going to Hackett, Mike McDaniels has a fourth and seven, and he says, we're going to go for it and they, from midfield, and they score a touchdown on the play. So, I mean – that's two plays that are a fourteen point swing in a thirteen point game. So I'm in part though, I, I don't think the Dolphins are gonna be that great this season. We'll see if they prove me wrong. I think these are two kind of seven to nine win teams probably. So I think it is closer than the score showed, but yeah, not obviously not a great start if you score seven points in a game. That's never great. And uh you know, Tua was fine, you know. Completed the passes. He didn't take way too many sacks, but
0: he didn't get sacked seven yeah. times. But he got sacked three times. Yeah, he
1: got got sacked um, three times. I, I, yeah,
0: I, I mean, it's I know huge takeaway from this game. Yeah, it's weird to be critical uh, in a win. I just feel like again, there was a lot of there was. All right, so he had ten incomplete passes. I feel like yeah. at least seven of those should have been completed, though. Like it wasn't like the windows were super tight. Um, mm-hmm. He's got way like better athletes to throw to. Uh, <laughs> no um, question about that. that is yeah. the
1: biggest difference I between these it. two teams might just be one team is Tyree Kill and Jalen Jalen Waddle, and then the other team has Devonte Parker, Jacoby Myers. Like it's a vast difference in the uh, athletic abilities of the receivers in this game.
0: Yeah, and Waddle Waddle. Um... Had the 42 yard touchdown um reception, which was awesome. Gutsy play call. Um, it just worked out perfect for them. Uh yeah. to it just completed a good pass. But again, I feel like there was like little things like um like third downs and things like that, where he was throwing the ball a little inaccurately to Tyreek Hill. It just kind of made it more difficult than what it should be. And like you said, the game technically is a lot closer than than um the score would say one of those Dolphin touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. So technically they yeah. only scored 13, um, which, I mean, obviously doesn't, you know, the final score counts towards the final score. But I'm just saying as an offense, the Dolphins hmm. probably want to try to get more consistent, sustain more drives because you had that long fourth down that went to a touchdown, and then you had uh, a defensive touchdown, which – you can't really depend on those types of conversions. So it uh, would be nice for them to um, to get a little bit more efficient. And that, and that's going to start and stop with Tua and also
1: yeah. with their run game, which was absolutely terrible. Their run game was bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's – I don't think it's any secret that if the run game doesn't need going, we do not believe in Tua to be able to carry the team through the passing offense. Like if they can run it effectively – Two and play. You can make them one dimensional. It's it's going to be a problem, for sure. Yeah. Um. But hey,
0: a man, Mike. He did his thing. I, yeah. I, don't I didn't. Just, I, don't, uh, I was, was going to say I don't want to make. I don't want to make that joke that I usually make. Um,
1: and I mean, this, this is this is obviously only one <laughs> metric and uh, anyone who saw Patrick Mahomes PFF grade this week is probably like PFF, what do you guys know? But uh, Mac Jones did grade out better on PFF than uh, Tua did in this game. So, again, and, then, and that's not to say Mac Jones played great. It's to say Tua's stats might look good. He ha- still had a pretty shaky game.
0: I don't like PFF no more than I like you. <laughs> nerds uh Ravens 24
1: Jets nine
0: went about what I expected
1: yeah uh, I don't no surprises
0: the only the only thing I want to talk about is the fact that our guy Lamar Jackson only had 17 rushing yards interesting very interesting he only rushed for six times like he had six carries
1: no I don't yeah. know what i you hearing that this is does not have contract extension, so he's going to run. Is that what you're saying? You said what? You're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. Are you suggesting here that the six, only the six carries, is partially a factor of Lamar not wanting to run as much because he does not have a contract extension?
0: I don't know if it's Lamar not wanting to run or them just not wanting to call the run plays because
1: I mean, I would say it's smart not to call the run plays because they're playing the Jets. And why put Lamar at any risk against the Jets in week one? I mean, and he passed fine. I mean, because it's a
0: staple, it's a staple of your offense. 17 for 30 is not passing fine.
1: I mean, it's over oh, seven yards a throw. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, but it's I'm not seven point one it. yards a throw. That's not even a lot. That's it's fine. Again, you're playing the Jets. Like you're calling like your B grade plays in this game until you need them, and they never needed wow, the man. A grade plays. So I've I've I have no issues with anything for Baltimore in this game. I mean. I just think it's funny that a guy who typically,
0: even when he played the Jets, averaged at least 13, 14 carries only had
1: six sure. this game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just I mean, it was the, the thing I liked about this game is Rashad, baby. He's got a 55-yard touchdown. That's what I want to see. Give me more Rashad. And Devin DuVernay, really nice game. So if they can actually get the multiple receivers, especially involved in the offense, that would be a big change from what we've seen at any point
0: and on cue Kyle Fuller out for the season, because that's just what the Ravens do. They just lose players. Especially um, DBs. Yeah. It's, it's wow. Uh, nothing really to report on the, the jets. I mean, they're not going to be
1: good. It, 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 it also doesn't, doesn't, it feels like the jets games don't matter until Zach Wilson's there Cause what, like what's Joe Flacco playing poorly going to tell us like Joe Flacco's an over the hill, always mediocre QB. Yeah. Until once Wilson's out there, then it becomes the question of can this be the guy, or are the Jets finishing four and thirteen and trying to get Stroud or Young? So until week four, <laughs> they, be- they, or better, they better not go for a quarterback. Man, give Zach at
0: least, at least to the end of his rookie contract.
1: I mean, if if you're drafting that high though, that's going to be tempting. I mean, you know, the Cardinals for whatever we're going to say about Kyler Murray later. Like, hey, I don't think they regret pulling the trigger on him instead of trying to uh, shoot why am my blanking but in his name. Who was who was who's the Rosen? UCLA QB? But that was but Rosen, that yeah. was
0: um that was more because of the coaching switch that they made, though.
1: Like, I mean, that's partially it. But like, if you had any faith in Rosen, then you're trying to hire a coach you think can develop Rosen. And I think the fact that they had none is why we're the Cardinals did what they did. And apparently what I saw that like Robert Sala said, he's like, you know, he's keeping track of the the doubters. Uh, So Yeah, he did say that. Good good for him to have confidence, I guess, but I, I can't say I share it. I'll shoot him an email. Not this season anyway. Saints, 27,
0: Falcons, 26. For everything we talk about the Lions and how they find a way to lose games in the end. I don't think anybody has as much pain as Falcons fans. At one point it was 23
1: to 10 hitting into the fourth quarter. Well and then it was even 26 to 10 in the fourth quarter cuz they, 26 they kicked, to 10 in the fourth. Cuz they yeah they kicked the field goal with let me look it up. 12 12:41 to play in the game. They kicked the field goal to go up 16. So, yeah, if you're up 16 with 12 and a half minutes left, at home, you should come away with a win, obviously.
0: I'm disgusted that Drake London had a decent game. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not Although bad.
1: Although the Saints were clearly focused on taking away pits in the passing game.
0: And that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And shout out to my boy, James Winston. No interceptions, baby. That's what I like to see. Did you see his splits?
1: Oh, from like the first, what, three quarters? Yeah. Fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Wild.
0: Yeah, let me go ahead and read that off real quick, man, cuz you know that's my guy and we might not get but two more weeks of good play like this. <laughs> but the first three quarters, Jameis Winston was 10 for 18 for 56 yards and no touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, my guy went 13 for 16, 212 yards and two touchdowns. Went nuclear. Yeah. Famous James.
1: I mean, yeah. and you really saw the the upgraded receiving core in that fourth quarter because everybody was making plays. You had Landry making plays, Michael Thomas, you know, beating AJ Terrell to a ball in the end zone. Lave had a nice one. I mean, yeah, they, they were working. And Alvin Kamara really did not do anything in this game. So this this was very much a Jameis game. Well, Taysom Hill had a 57-yard run because they're still using him, which I guess worked out. I mean, for the Falcons – I think the interesting thing was Cordero Patterson getting 22 carries, which even last year when he was kind of the breakout guy, we weren't seeing him getting heavy amounts of rushes. So I thought that was interesting. He was really productive in that. Um, it was a curious choice that on the uh, their chance to ice it, they did not have him out there on the field, although I'm not sure it mattered because they had a uh, fumbled snap on their third and one there. So... That's also just feels very classic because You have a chance to ice the game, and you muff the snap, and <laughs> the Saints get the ball back and win. So
0: it matters. It matters because we're once again first year head coach. Well, what second year know? head coach in this. Oh, is he second? year Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, year. This is
1: year two with Arthur. Smith. All
0: right. Well, that's that's even worse. Then
1: you definitely have no excuse. He's your best player. Right. It's He's like ball even ball. if you don't have, if you don't call a play for him, you have him out there for the defense to account for, at minimum. So I yeah I can't say I understand that one. Um, again, I mean week one the main thing is always don't overreact anything. I'm not sure there's anything to overreact but here. They, there's definitely things to overreact to the Saints are gonna in this take game. Down the Bucks, yes, the Saints, Saints are going to take down the Bucks. I mean they might this week because they're Listen playing at to home. Me. I got it all planned out. They can't bro. win in New Orleans, but no, they it, the playoffs.
0: They're gonna they're gonna ha- Giselle's gonna show up. In a Saints uniform, and it's going to throw Brady off. I got it all planned out. Trust me. Browns twenty six. So. Browns twenty six. Panthers twenty four. <sighs> Let me just say, from a gambling aspect, this game sucked. I had the Panthers <laughs> money line, and then I, like for three quarters, I was like, "Why did I bet Baker Mayfield, man?" And
1: then and yeah, then, he had a very Jameis type of transformation yeah. there at the end. And then
0: again. People missing extra points but making kicks from the logo. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? A rookie I was,
1: kicker too. Yeah,
0: I was so pissed. That was the Bama? Wasn't he Bama's kicker? Was he Bama's kicker?
1: I'm honestly, I'm not sure. I can't. I can't. Um, every year I'm surprised by the rookie kickers because I've like never heard of them because I don't. Yeah. pay attention to kickers and college. But
0: I mean, he he came through clutch, man. That was that was a big kick. Well deserved. Um, Baker does still suck though, and. I know uh, listen, I know Ronnie said some uh, stuff. Cade York went to a lsu real quick. There you go, so. Oh, he went to LSU? Yeah. All right. I was gonna say I know I know Ronnie uh mounted a semi defense for Baker, but I mean, dude, you were you were a top draft pick. You went to a team that had weapons and the and the best running game in the league for the for at least most of your tenure as a starter, you have no excuse to be bad unless you are bad. <laughs> like Landry goes to the Saints and he's got over 100 yards receiving in his first game. You couldn't even get him the ball three times, and then Jacoby Brissett just beat you with I mean, the I, same I, team with, I, with, Actually, with less, with less
1: on the, the one, the one defense I will give Baker especially if we're comparing him to Jacoby in this game. Jacoby's playing behind a very good offensive line, which, to be fair, Baker benefited from the last four years. Yeah. But man, he, he wouldn't the win, Panthers you. do not have a very good offensive line. Obviously, you know, we got your boy Icky starting out there. And hey, watch your mouth, man. Miles Garrett is the I, toughest
0: time to get Yeah, there. I was going to say, I, blo- <laughs> I blo-
1: even if I was an Evan Neal over Icky guy, I'm still an Icky believer. But yeah, if your first game in the NFL, you have to go against Miles Garrett, it's not going to go well. And it didn't. So I don't think it's shocking that uh, Baker had some struggles in this game for a while because yeah, he was under a lot of pressure. And we saw some more batted down passes. It's kind of a constant issue with him. But yeah, I mean yeah, DJ Moore only gets 43 yards and three receptions. That's not great. Um, McCaffrey was bottled up except for The fumble recovery that he took for, like, 20 yards, like, I think his best play of the game. So, yeah, I I don't think this is great for Carolina because you really wanted this win, especially if you're Baker. Uh, For Cleveland, yeah, every win is huge because you're just trying to tread water. You just stay around 500 at least until Deshaun gets back. So, yeah, big win for them. Um, The uh, Matt Rule countdown It's a... a little closer than the countdown clock to midnight when he gets fired. So, yeah, he's playing Matt, the Giants this week, and if Carolina loses to the Giants, then that's like DEFCON 1 for Matt Rule.
0: <laughs> Matt Rule is like the Scott Frost of the NFL coaching.
1: <laughs> that's who he
0: is. He just can't get right. Uh, um, uh, B- Baker, one key thing here, Baker had four fumbles. You got to protect the ball, even if you get under pressure. You just got to do better with that.
1: I mean, Daniel Jones only lost one fumble this week. So if you're doing worse than Daniel Jones on fumbles, it's always a bad sign. All right, let's see.
0: Eagles, 38, Lions 35. So everything I said about the Panthers, I can now reverse for this game. My best call of my life probably in the NFL.
1: It was literally, a very...
0: Yeah, literally accurately predicted that the final score would fall somewhere in the three range. Should have did a final score or deficit bet just for the hell of it, but hey, you know me, his growing on me, man. I might be, I might be a Dan Campbell fan on the low, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, we did the pre preseason show, and and you know, I found that data that said that the team got better when he made some changes. I didn't, I didn't think he had it in him, and they do. They they play hard for him, you know. They 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 have every chance to just lay down and I felt like they were competing all the way to the very end, um, trying to win this game. And um that's I think that's telling. I don't know how much how much time he's got to to turn it around where, you know, these three point losses become three point wins at some point. But hey, I will say that next week they are favored against the Washington Commandos. And I say commandos as a joke, but Washington Commandos and um, I don't recall the last time the Lions were favored in the in the regular season game. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I, 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 do, I, I, I do
1: appreciate the Lions for being kind of exactly the team. I think we both kind of thought they would be. I mean, to your point, a team that especially at home will hang with good teams and find a way to lose in the end. And from my perspective, I thought this could be a really fun offense as long as Goff didn't hit the bed. And then the defense would be terrible, and would be the reason that they still lose ten or eleven games. And that's exactly what we saw. You know, Goff threw one pick, so that was an issue. But I mean, DeAndre Swift looked awesome. Um, Amin, Ross, St. Brown was still good. DJ Chark actually gave them a second wide receiver that they could throw to. So yeah, I you know I think this was this is a fun game to watch. The Eagles were kind of interesting. They had thirty eight points, but all of them were in the second and third quarters. So that's just kind of an odd thing for them. where They they really let Detroit kind of creep back into this game. And then, again, the Detroit Lions defense is bad. So even though once they cut it to three, the Eagles then just ran out the last four minutes because the Lions couldn't make a stop.
0: Yeah, and, and the Eagles are, like, you know, we're getting a little hit, but the Eagles are easily everybody's favorite to win a division now. They definitely talking, are now, yeah. Yeah, we thought they were at the beginning of the season, uh, but they've got... They've got a little less pressure on them um, as far as needing to like keep up. Like they, I think again, I said um, on the podcast that they were a team that I felt like was going to get better as the season gets longer. Um, and I feel like some of that, some of that pressure that they would have faced if if the Cowboys were up to par and, and winning every week, they can kind of go into games a little bit more relaxed um, because they are easily the best team on paper in the division.
1: And also just, you know, a great sign for them is that kind of two of their biggest additions of the season off season, A.J. Brown comes in 155 yards, James Bradbury. They signed him after the Giants cut him. He is a pick six. So that's exactly the starts you want to see from those guys. I mean, Devonta Smith, I don't even think caught a pass in this game. And they scored. He didn't. So, I mean, I think that's a good th- – they had four different guys run for a touchdown. Like, this is a team that can beat you – if Hurts can pass it all right, this is a team that can beat you in a lot of different ways. Hey,
0: look, so. Hurts was playing the Lions. He carried the ball 17 times, so I can't get at least 10 carries from um, from
1: Lamar Jackson. Well, the Lions scored 35. No, I'm, just saying, so. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It looks a little fishy to me. You know? so Although, the, I, the ball
1: one ball. bad news for the Eagles, I believe I heard Derek Barnett is now out for the season. So, Isn't let's, he let's always see. hurt? I think it's like every other year. So I guess this is the other year. So nah, it'd be all right. that yeah, the, the defense still has a lot of talent on it. Jaguars, 22.
0: Commandos, 28. I thought the Jags had this one. I did too, man. God damn. But you know what? That was a good throw by Carson Wentz, man. He put that thing. That was on. a great throw. Yeah, and
1: I, I got to give him credit for that. Dotson, so, kind of the forgotten first round wide receiver. You know, nice job yeah. catching the pass. Um, somebody at the bar was like,
0: Dotson is that the guy from TCU? I said, yeah. that's The,
1: the actually, I was like, no, I think
0: it's the guy from Penn State. I was like, I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah. That's I right. was you like, Penn State. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, but um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where I, I was like, um, because we had a conversation about Rager because I was like, Rager went to TCU. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> Dotson went to Penn State, but I, I liked him at Penn State. I remember talking about them um pre-draft, but either way. I'm going on a tangent. Um, I mean, it's not two teams that are what you would think would be considered good. My issue here is that the Commandos were pretty much controlling the game, and then they let the Jacks not only come back but take the lead. You can't do that against against good teams. And if you, these are the games you have to win, but you want to win them the proper way. If you get a 14 point lead or something like that, two touchdown lead and you're dominating the game, you don't want to see a team come back and take the lead outright, especially when you're at home. It just just seemed a little shaky there for a second. Um the vintage uh the vintage interception from Carson Wentz on a what the fuck though? I think it was like a screen or something this time. You <laughs> just like you got you just want to cut those things out. Um but at the end of the day, you can't argue with the results. A win is technically still a win. Uh so they pulled it out. And um again, that last throw by Wentz was just probably yeah. was probably the best throw of the of the of the week. Uh if, considering the situation, yeah. I think yeah, I think that. Like, I mean true. he literally dropped it in the in the bucket, it was perfect.
1: So then you know, Trevor Lawrence. I think a pretty good game overall, but you know that oh last God, drive. Charlie. That damn interception, man. What was he He's rolling left. But it's he's, third, he's, it's third he's down.
0: doing that a lot. No. Run,
1: run the ball, get out of bounds, make it fourth and five, fourth and six, and try and convert that. You don't have to force some crazy throw on third down.
0: Yeah, he does that a lot, too. It bothers me. I'm like, where is that coming from? Um, shout out to Christian Kirk earning that. Yeah. 20 mil. Was it 20 mil season? So I think it's,
1: it's 17 or 18 mil. I think it's yeah. four years, 72. So I think it's 18 oh, million a year. But yeah, he had a really good game. Um, I mean, I will say Washington. I'm forgetting his name. It's like St. Juiced or something. Their their nickel corner is not very good. So Christian Kirk appropriately feasted in this game. <laughs> um, and uh, shout out to James Robinson for uh, coming back and yeah. looking really good. And have, having the clear lead as far as carries go in that backfield. So Good for him for not just ceding this job to Travis Etienne. Niners 10, Bears 19. Bullshit. Nah. I didn't Um, watch much of this. Obviously, I watched watched most all of it, honestly. You you suffered through this game.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I went to the the, – well, they were the John Doe's last year or the year before last. But I went to the game in D.C. when the Niners played and it was pouring down, raining, and I just felt so bad for the fans. I don't know if you saw the clip of the guy with the popcorn and the no. water just gushing I was like, You poor soul. Me and my father, me and my father were at that, we were at that game. It it was the same kind of like just like it was raining like two inches in, an hour. And we were the second row. Like we were super close to the field. And I mean, he's loving it. And his poncho is really? intact. My poncho for some reason tore. Uh, so I was drenched in a hoodie, like just soaking wet. But he got to see the game. It was a sloppy game. We actually won that game. We did so not sloppy win game, game
1: in like every respect. Yeah. We didn't win this every one. Respect.
0: And you know, I saw, um, Mike Marks had said something about Trey Lance. Like I never liked the guy. I still don't like him. Like bro, what we're not going to do is, is judge somebody in a, in a torrential downpour. Like right. this was a, this was an awful game to play football in. And, and if you, you won, you were just happy to win. Um, the Bears made the plays when they needed to make plays, and, and um, you know, we still had an opportunity to to come back uh, despite, um, you know, getting down because they missed a couple extra points. Like, we were in a position to at least go down, kick a field goal, tie the game type thing, um, and he threw an interception, and the interception was, was dumb, but we're – we have a guy who has one start. Like people are like, "Oh, you better off with Jimmy G. You need to put Jimmy G. back in." Like, bro, one start. Like, he he's not he's not he's not a Manning. You know, he's not right. from. right. Also, he, he's well, not from like, where he's coming know, from. He was playing football royalty. Yeah,
1: yeah. D two, and not only that, he played one game the last year he was in college because of COVID. The yeah. season got canceled. They decided to do the one game, essentially just for him. So yeah, and I'm not,
0: and I'm not trying to say like, like I wanted Justin Fields, so I wasn't happy that we lost yeah. to Justin Fields. But I wanted <laughs> Justin Fields on my team. I, I still say he's the better prospect. Um I he just got a, a, he just got a crappy situation um, in that in that um, city. But I'm not gonna kick the tire on. um on Trey
1: Lance, no, because on Trey Lance right now. No, first not. fucking game, man. First game, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I Jimmy, G, Jimmy G would probably would he have been better in this game? I mean, I don't know because no, probably. Like, not. If you're asking me who would be the better quarterback, the first let's say five six games of the season, I would 100 percent say it's Jimmy G. The question is, can Trey Lance be significantly better than Jimmy G when we're in week 14, week 15? That's what you're playing for. That's what you're you're trying to raise the ceiling of this team because we've seen it with Jimmy G and the team's ceiling's pretty high. They almost went to a second Super Bowl last year, but the way they got there was they had to play in a snowstorm in Green Bay and have play the worst special teams in the NFL to take advantage of. That was the only way they got that far. The point is Jimmy G is just he's not the guy unless you get every break or you have a dominant defense. So yeah, he's not
0: a guy with a dominant defense
1: because we lost to the Chiefs. (laughs) Right, but I mean, like you, like that's what it takes to get close with him. Is it has to be every other aspect is working top notch. Potentially with Trey Lance, that's not the case, and that's why you do this. Like I don't, I don't see why you'd want to continue to roll out Jimmy G for those people who say stuff like that. Like yeah, it's worth the risk. Also,
0: you know what, like annoys me. Like one of the I guess a DB or somebody on the Bears said like uh they beat the Niners because they make Trey Lance play quarterback. He let our team in rushing, you idiot. Like, so you he, he basically did everything he had to do. And and what does that even mean? He's not a run first quarterback, like he's not he's not a a a guy that you would say, ah, he might need to move to to running back or tight end or something like that. He's literally a fucking quarterback. <laughs> it's like it was yeah. pouring down, ratings, So that's why, I, and I was like, "That's why." I, I it's not
1: like played. Fields looked good passing the ball in this yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, but eight like- of seventeen, he had decent yardage, but like, well, considering he only threw seventeen passes, he had one hundred and twenty-one yards. But yeah, I mean, neither quarterback looked good, and it's not a surprise. They're both young guys playing in a like torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no one, no one was going to look good in this game. That was just the way it was. Like you said. This is the type of game where you're just hoping you've come away with the win, no matter how ugly it is. And that's what the Bears did. So good for them. Oh. But again, of all again, I would say week one pump the brakes on everything, but of every game this week, this is the one I would take the least away from because the likelihood either team plays a game that looks like this again the rest of the season is very low. Colts 20, Texans 20.
0: Oh. What? Ties? Uh, you know what? I'm very proud of fans and the NFL because this is probably the first year that we haven't had somebody go, Wait, you can tie? Because usually, catch like <laughs> that. So right. everyone out, knows now, finally. Yeah, shout out to everybody figuring that out. Um, can you believe
1: somebody lost their job over this game? Jesus. I if- was pretty surprised because, as far as I remember, Blankenship's been a pretty good kicker throughout his time with the Colts. I mean, I'll have to double check that, but. Mm. And it's not like he missed multiple field goals, which is normally what happens. He missed one. It was a big one. He should have made it. But, yeah, I'm surprised that one missed field goal in week one gets you to lose your job, which that, that scares me a little bit. Like, Nah, bro. If you're a Colts fan, like, they're, the team's kind of feeling this desperate that they're like, oh, you're out. Kids will roll. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> hey, Texas – Texans just continue to impress me. And be they should
1: have won this game. Though. They sh- they shouldn't
0: even. They're up they twenty win to three game.
1: in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but they shouldn't win any game. They're still bad. I mean, that's fine, but and also listen. I mean, I I hate the decision by Lovey Smith at the end of this game, and in, in overtime, I'm gonna call you racist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I was like, I was like, mm, like, go uh, for the win. You're, yeah, you're on boss time. You're not supposed only- to, yeah, you're not supposed to be here first and foremost. Yeah, And it's not going it, to, like, you're not going to get fired because you went for it. But right. You you're probably going to get
1: fired because your owner is in love with Josh McCown. Yeah. But yeah. like Frank Reich would have a hundred percent gone for it. Man, he what, literally what, had the same situation like three years ago against the Texans. Would have he went he for it and they lost left. and he lived with it. Yeah, like go i hate punting like listen if it's the end of the season and a tie will like helps you i get it fine punt the ball there but man if you have a manageable fourth down and it's week one and you're coaching the houston texans go for it try to get the win like it's again like you said as much as the texans should have won based on the lead they had no, no one go, went into this game thinking Houston was probably going to win. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people got eliminated from eliminator pools because they took the Colts. So, yeah, just go for it. You only live once, lovey. Like, come on, go for it, man. Jesus. Davis Mills, not not bad. As much as I continue to be a Davis Mills long term doubter, so <laughs> uh, we,
0: we live in today, man. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, he was he was good.
0: He was better than Joe Burrow, now I'm joking.
1: Steelers 23,
0: Bengals <laughs> 20. My man Joe Burrow, he ain't have a good game. A rough one. Uh, yeah, but they still almost got through it. My big takeaway and I'm going to keep saying this until they get this man upright. How do you get sacked 7 fucking times, man? Like he takes so much punch. Remember in the preseason I said I don't think he's going to make it through the through the season. He's was on pace for more sacks, which again yeah, this week one, but I'm just saying he's on pace for more sacks now uh, this year than he had last year. That's and 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 they're not all him holding the ball. He just doesn't have enough protection.
1: I, I will say though, I heard this on uh, the Athletic post game pods that he only got pressured on a quarter of his dropbacks, but he got sacked on 11 of his dropbacks. So that's almost half the time he got pressured, he got sacked. So that is a decent amount on Joe Burrow. Like you, or is to, it,
0: or is it also about play design because they're running their routes too deep?
1: I mean, hey, if you want we want to blame Zach Taylor instead, I just I mean, here for it. I'm all, watched, I'm not a Zach Taylor believer. I, so, I just uh, watched the Chiefs uh, first, like the first
0: couple quarters, and they don't have a problem with adjusting. Or, or understanding like, hey, this is a down where I might catch pressure. Let me yeah. run, uh, let me run a play that's gonna make it easy for my quarterback. Another team that doesn't do that is the Cardinals. Like they don't under, like it seems like the people calling the plays don't understand down and distance and like the probability of getting blitz. If you're playing a team like the Ravens and the Steelers, you're gonna get blitzed a whole lot oh, on the third down. Yeah. That's that's what they do. That, that's their mo. I mean, and so- the
1: Steelers front seven, at least as far as the pass rushers go. as good as it gets you got high smith i mean tj watt thankfully is not out for the season it sounds like it's gonna be about six weeks but i mean he played most of this game and then uh casey hayward up the middle like this is as tough as it gets and yeah you're right there needs to be more adjustments i mean it's the same thing with the the, as we saw in the super bowl there's just not enough adjustments to like hey they're getting pressure let's have more quick developing plays so yeah i mean part of it's zach taylor part of it's burrow part of it's the line it's an ongoing issue. Again, the upside for the Bengals is you will not look this bad most weeks because you won't play the Steelers, and that helps. And also, yeah. T. Higgins got contested in the first half. That doesn't the, help either.
0: But the downside is that people still see that you have no blocking. <laughs> so what you go do, man? I mean, Jamar Chase had 129 yards. He was and awesome. touchdown. He was balling. I mean, he, he – He can't say Joe Burrow, though. It needs to come from the sideline. Somebody's got to figure it out, man. Like, you, he will not make it through this season
1: getting hit. Well, if it's like anything like this, no. Yeah.
0: And and I'm not expecting seven, but even if, like, last year, 70 sacks, that's four a game. That's too much. That's too much. He's got, he's got, like, they got to figure out a way to take some pressure off of him. Like, his body is just not going to hold up.
1: Do you do you know the uh, the first down difference in this game between the two teams?
0: Um, the first down difference. Between, yeah, t- take
1: a guess. How many more first downs the Bengals have than the Steelers? I'm looking at it now. <laughs> the Bengals had 32
0: first downs and the Steelers had 13. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's
1: insane. I mean, the Bengals yeah. ran 94 plays, which is that's yeah. like college where you're stopping the clock on first downs, and you're running like the hurry-up offense all game. That's insane, 94 plays. I mean, I think the upside for the Bengals, again, the downside is, yes, they still have the biggest problem they had on offense last year. The upside is Burrow threw, what was it? Was it four picks? Yeah, Yeah. four picks. Took seven sacks. So he basically combined him and Tannehill from that uh, game last year in the playoffs. And then you have a blocked extra point and a missed field goal. And the missed field goal in overtime was because their long snapper got hurt. So they had backup long snapper in, terrible snap. And you almost won the game. So it was kind of like, and again, T. Higgins is out with a concussion. It was like almost everything that could go wrong went wrong. You didn't force Trubisky into any killer mistakes. And you still almost won the game. So but the not the end is, of the world. The downside
0: is, is that you spent all this
1: money – on an offensive yes,
0: line, you are still getting your boy's bell wrong. That's I'm gonna keep uh, you know, I'm gonna keep track of it because I was like draft school, I which mean, obviously
1: was wrong, but still <laughs> <laughs> still I, I, I will say too though that O line, a lot of it like people have done studies and shows that the longer that guys play together, the better offensive lines generally do. So yeah. if they stay healthy, they should get better than this game.
0: Have they done studies yeah. on people running 15-yard routes in situations? Well, the, the downside the is, yeah, Zach route.
1: Taylor will remain the coach, and I think he's, like, the most mediocre coach in the NFL. So, yeah, I i mean, I, I said this on some, like, PFF thing that asked at the end of last season, like, what team is should be the favorites going forward? And I was like, it's Buffalo because I don't believe in Zach Taylor, the Chargers, and the Chiefs playing the same division so buffalo and then i had a bunch of like bangles fans coming at me being like zach taylor is fine he's really good he just went to the super bowl i'm like "Seen seen a number of bad coaches or mediocre coaches make super bowls yeah
0: like, i mean we do they don't win but yeah they usually
1: don't win unless yeah. they're mike mccarthy so <laughs> mike yeah i I'm, i would say i will be surprised I hope I'm wrong because I love Burrow, but I will be surprised if the Bengals make another Super Bowl with Zach Taylor as their head coach. Speaking of mediocre coaches,
0: Raiders nineteen, Chargers twenty-four. <laughs> I like how you could be talking about. I assume you're talking about both coaches in this game, right? Uh, no, there's only the one coach. coach that, both of them? There's only one coach that I would even bother criticizing in this game, and he all happens right, to be the winning right. coach. Yeah. 19 to 24. Come on, man. You know, they got a Thursday night game against the Chiefs. They're gonna find it to be not like it was last year. So I hope well, and ready. The JC
1: Jackson it needs to be coming back. Yeah. To have any hope. And then also it sounds like Ken Allen's probably out. So yeah, I'm not optimistic about uh their week to stay after. hurt too. That's my guy.
0: It makes me mad. Blame the quarterback. <laughs> Bro, you know they had like I don't watch a lot of ESPN, and I'm glad I don't because um, we were in the hotel room, and um, somebody had it on, and there was a question. Who would you rather start your team with, uh, Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? And somebody really made an argument for Justin Herbert. Like, what are we doing? Justin Herbert's not better than Josh Allen who I think is the gatekeeper that one's for, for good quarterbacks. No, no. Josh Allen is currently the gatekeeper for good quarterbacks. You're not better than Josh Allen. You don't get to talk about Patrick Mahomes. You you can't talk about Patrick Mahomes.
1: You, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you that we can't be taking Herbert over Mahomes because, I mean, as good as Herbert was last year, I think he was really, really good. He's still a guy who's never played in the playoff game. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has made the AFC title every year. He's, he's
0: hosted played. home. Every year general, he's going to start. Every he's year. won an MVP. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the only guys we should really, I mean, I understand if Bill's fans want to make a Josh Allen argument after that playoff game last year, but realistically, I think the only guys you should be saying are better than Mahomes potentially are Rodgers, who did not look better this week and Brady. Yeah. And that's the, it. The
0: same two people that for
1: the last 10 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. But before you get to Patrick Mahomes, you got to get past the Josh Allen, man. You just – you can't just skip over Josh Allen and be like, oh, i prepare myself to Patrick Mahomes.
1: No, it doesn't work that way, man. So so far as this game goes, though, if you swapped these quarterbacks, yeah, no, make my, my opinion on the teams would pretty much swap exactly. Make your I'd excuse. be like, yeah, the Raiders are a potential Super Bowl contender and the Chargers are a wild card potential team if you swap the quarterbacks. And, I mean – That was the big part is Carr was bad in this game. Yeah. A a lot of mistakes. If he doesn't turn the
0: ball over, this team wins games a lot more consistently. I mean, he
1: he had the mini-Burrow game. He had three picks and five sacks taken. So, And, you know, Herbert, 26 of 34, three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. So, yeah, Herbert played an extremely clean game. And Carr was one of the worst quarterbacks this week. And the fact that it was still close, I guess, is kind of you know your upside if you're a Raiders fan. But the problem is you're going to continue to have Derek Carr and Mahomes and Herbert are going to continue to be in the division. Um, Devontae Adams looked unsurprisingly awesome. He torched the Chargers. Again, J.C. Jackson's their best corner. He wasn't even in this game, so I'm not surprised that happened. Um, the impressive thing for the Chargers is they were, he was thrown to some randos. Like, DeAndre Carter? What has that guy ever done? <laughs> hey look the, five eight, one ninety and sixty yards and a touchdown in this game. Like everyone's spreading the ball around.
0: The impressive thing is that Primetime Mac showed up on a on a regular game. Like he wasn't yeah, wasn't, it wasn't a Monday yeah. night, a Thursday night, or eight p.m. So hey, I'll give him some credit. He must have he must have heard that I said Von Miller was better wanted to prove that's more. right he's coming man <laughs> josh jacobs 5.7 yards a carry only rushed 10 times though most of that's probably because they were down but yeah that, they were that is home. the reason to be a little bit optimistic if you're a Raiders fan because they they've been wanting more out of him as well but it's it's hard to win a football game when you have three turnovers by your quarterback
1: and they also got lucky they fumbled the ball three times and mm. recovered all three fumbles so yeah this game could have easily been much worse based on how sloppy the Raiders were on offense.
0: But it wasn't because the the, the Chargers and their coaching just a little overrated
1: is what I'm trying to get you to say, but I understand. I mean, I still think the Raiders, despite whatever car's limitations are, I think this is a pretty good team. Again, I, I think they're going to not make the playoffs this year because I think they had a lot of lucky breaks to make it last year, but I actually think they're better than they were last year. So I think they're a solid team on um, this game. More or less. I mean, I'm surprised there were that many turnovers for the Raiders. But more or less, this is what I thought this game would be. Uh, the Chargers, again, yeah, the real thing they're measuring themselves against is Kansas City. We'll see right. what happens Thursday. Well,
0: I will say that from now on, the Chargers and Giants will not be back-to-back games unless they both lose. Because you will not be twice as happy as me. Giants 21, <laughs> Titans 20. Yeah, hey, go ahead, Dabble. You know, do your thing, man. I disagree with the whole Saquon is back stuff. Let's give it some time. Wait, wait, wait. Why
1: do you disagree with because,
0: that? Because man, dude, stay. Get hurt. Give him at least six. Okay, days. well that,
1: that that's fair. I mean, yeah. I, I think as long as like health wise, what he is right now is a healthy player. He looked like rookie season, as good as it gets. Saquon, like he was in a game with Derrick Henry, and there was no doubt about which guy was better. So, And it's not like you could be like, oh, well, the, you know, the Giants went all out to stop Derrick Henry and the Titans. If the Titans weren't going all out to stop Saquon, I don't know what the hell their defensive plan was because, I mean, as we saw, Daniel Jones, despite being pretty accurate for most of the game, this is just a killer red zone turnover where he stared down Saquon. I was watching the game. I'm like, he's going to throw the ball to Saquon here. Stares him down. Imani Hooker has the easiest interception of his life. So, yeah, Barkley was insane, 164 yards on 18 carries. He had a 68-yard run. He looked great. Sterling Shepard cut a deep touchdown, and he's coming off an Achilles injury, so that was fun. But I will say, like, as much as I am enjoying this, obviously, uh, Football Outsiders has a metric now where they measure, like, based on your efficiency in the pass of the run game, uh, how many penalties there were, stuff like that. Like, based on all the statistics of your game, who they would have expected to win, the Giants scored 7% on chances to win. Easily the lowest of any actual winning team this week. Because, yeah, the the Titans' passing offense looked very efficient for the most part in this game. And uh, that's not exactly the scariest passing offense. I mean, Tannehill, again, he had no picks. He had one sack in which he lost no yards, so he just got sacked with a line of scrimmage. Um... Their best receiver in this game was Kyle Phillips, rookie out of UCLA. So, yeah, if you're a Giants fan, just keep in mind that maybe it won't kill us this next week. We're against Carolina. The week after, we've got Cooper Rush Dallas. We'll we'll be able to skate by maybe for a few weeks here, but once the Giants are facing an offense with a top 15 quarterback and a couple of good receivers, it's going to be a lot of issues for the Giants defense. For the Titans – this is who I think they are. I think they're a mediocre team. They lucked out and somehow won 12 games last year. AJ Brown's gone. Everyone's going to load up on Derrick Henry and force Tannehill to try to win games. So, yeah, I'm I, going into this. I had the Giants winning five games on the whole year and I picked them to win this game. So I can't say I'm shocked by anything here. You, it's you them Giants' to win. good game. What? I said, you picked them to win this game. I'm,
0: that, that's that's enough for me. <laughs>
1: <Man>. <laughs> right. I, I'm not picking the Giants to beat teams that I think are very good. So, yeah, not not shot. The, the Giants fans should not be like, we beat the number one seed from the AFC. Don't, don't be saying that. Just let's yeah. cherish the win. It's our second week one win in the last 12 years. It's the first time we're over 500 since 2016. So, enjoy. Yeah, we have a coach who actually will do gutsy stuff. Um, Mike Kafka, great play calling on that last drive. Yeah, so have there's things to be excited that throws,
0: about. That those back shoulder wheel routes too, which is yeah. Interesting
1: so <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, yeah, Daniel Jones gets the win. I think uh, it took five sacks, which again, that's very classic. Uh, Daniel Jones, the Giants' O line. The tackles were pretty good. I mean, Andrew Thomas, I think, is legit at left tackle, yeah, but you, you, our interior is bad. I like line.
0: Andrew Thomas. I will I will say that I always always like them. Um, but it took five sacks in the coach to ask your
1: quarterback, dude, what's your problem? Like, why are we doing that? <laughs> but, also Jeffrey Simmons is one of the Titans players. I will definitely not besmirch. He is very good and he destroyed our interior line, which was not a surprise. But yeah, but the, the Giants, yeah, we cherish everyone we get. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of them. Titans. Yeah, this is, I think, who you are. You're going to play a lot of close games. You'll win half of them. You'll lose half of them. You'll end up eight and nine. So I think that's where we're headed for both these teams. Well, I don't think the Giants are winning eight games, but. Packers, seven. Vikings, 23. Should have been worse. I was honestly, like, in my head it was worse because I, like, got up this morning. I was like, all right, let me look through the scores again. I was like, oh, the Vikings only scored 23 points. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean the one thing I will say um
0: in watching the game there there were the elements of of the McVay system in the Vikings um game plan
1: yeah
0: and it looked damn good
1: <laughs> I was I Justin it.
0: Jefferson getting 11 targets uh going nine nine receptions 184 yards and two touchdowns uh Dalvin cook 20 carries 90 yards. Um and nobody talks about it, but Adam Thielen is... They should have kept Diggs. I've been saying that, but I guess if they had... Well, they wouldn't Easton, have Jefferson. Yeah, so there wouldn't be
1: any room for Jefferson. The, the, the rare win-win trade. I don't think anyone's upset by how that works. just
0: makes me mad that people tried to downplay Diggs' contribution to this team like it was Thielen that was
1: doing everything.
0: It's not true, and he hasn't been the same since he hurt his ankle or something like that,
1: but either okay, way... He's also he's the receiver in his 30s, so it's probably... It's not getting better from here. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: there's a quarterback that's 45, almost 46. (laughs) A
1: little (laughs) bit different.
0: Age ain't an excuse no more, bro. I
1: mean, all right. There's one Tom Brady, there's one Jerry Rice. Like most guys. I was gonna gonna be be like, I was definitely gonna
0: pull up Rice too. Be like, Rice did it? Yeah,
1: if you're the greatest of all time, you can do it till you're in your forties. Otherwise, it's not happening. But yeah, the the,
0: the storyline here is that the Packers just have no receiving talent whatsoever. And they've done such a disservice to Aaron Rodgers and the franchise and the fans in general, because for some reason, the Packers don't spend any fucking money. They don't get any free
1: agents. They don't draft well either they have gotten better at getting free agents they just don't get them that wide receiver title. yeah
0: like they didn't do anything for wide receiver though they haven't done anything well they drafted watson receiver.
1: obviously and then you know he was injured most of camp and in, in this game anyone who saw the highlights of this game he had a deep pass perfectly thrown by rogers that would have been a touchdown and, and went through his hands yeah which i I will, I will say i was not the biggest watson guy i thought I mean, besides the fact that they could have been potentially more aggressive to try to get one of those top receivers before the run-on receivers. They had two first-round picks. They could have moved up. I mean, Pickens was still there, um, who I liked a lot, and we've seen it in the preseason. Sky Moore, who had some nice plays of, among the 500 Chiefs, so it's some nice plays in, this week. So, yeah, I, I didn't love the, what they did there. Um, if you're a Packers fan – i mean the the thing you're consoling yourself with is a the they looked even worse last year week one against the saints they scored three points um the the packers are actually the only team in the super bowl era to have the reigning mvp and score a touchdown or less in a game in the week one game and they've done it in back-to-back years so that's cool but um yeah, both starting offensive tackles were not out there for the Packers. Alan Lazard, who probably, especially after watching this game, you'd assume, is their number one receiver. He was out. Um, I think Rogers, it's gonna be an adjustment too, because I you know, I think as bad as those receivers were in this game, there are also plays where guys were open. Rodgers has to adjust to not having Devontae Adams Is like, hey. I'm not seeing it on this play. I'll just throw it to Devontae because he's probably open. He's gonna. It's gonna take time, but I I would bet on this team with Rogers and Lafleur, at least in the regular season. I would definitely bet on them figuring it out. So I'm not worried about the Packers, but I would say if you were a Vikings believer, you know, double down right now because I think legitimately this offense is going to continue to look like this or even better. Because again. They had plenty of yardage in this game. They only ended up with 23 points. But, yeah, Cousins looked – I mean, as good as Cousins looks. Um, yeah, like you said, Cook, very solid game, and Justin Jefferson is probably on the way to being offensive player of the year. So, And, obviously, you feel good about the defense, the way they looked in this game. So, I feel good about
0: the defensive game playing the Packers head and just letting Justin Jefferson get as many fans yeah, as, that's, as he gets.
1: That's the frustrating. I saw a little Lafleur's like quote when someone asked him about, you know, why didn't you switch Jair onto Jefferson? Which Jair, to your point about, you know, some players just back the coach no matter what, and some are honest. Jair was very honest about I wanted to guard Justin Jefferson. That was not what they game planned. And Lafleur said something like, you know, you're not going to change the whole defense. Your whole defensive system because of one player um it's week one for one thing it's very man. easy to change it's like it's not week 14 where you're like oh man like we don't have a lot of time to install new stuff you had and whatever time you needed to install stuff specifically for a player you will see twice who is awesome so i don't understand that philosophy at all um yeah packers fans should be very frustrated with that choice as jair is because, yeah, if, if they go in with this same game plan against Minnesota the next time they see him, I mean, fire some people. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you're, if you're playing the Vikings, that's what you should be doing. Whatever, like You should either be, we're going to shut down everyone but Jefferson, which is kind of what the Bills did against the Rams, where they were like, if Cup beats us on some plays, fine, but we're going to shut down everything else. You either do that or you do everything you can to stop Jefferson. It's one or the other the Packers didn't really seem to do either. So, yeah. I agree. Uh another team that didn't seem to have a clue, Cardinals. Oh, um no.
0: Chiefs 44, <laughs> Cardinals 21. Just was not a good game for the Cardinals from start to finish. Um I There's am There's
1: n- nothing good to say about the Cardinals. Yeah.
0: I'm on I'm on the uh Ibn handle on Twitter. You can follow us at Ibn. Um and tomorrow I'll finish talking about the Chiefs offense. Um just wanted to Look at the offense and what it might potentially look like um without Tyreek Hill. Obviously didn't have any issues in the first game, but just you know, looking to see if there was anything that changed schematically. And and to my understanding and what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like it. Uh, but the Cardinals just didn't have a clue, man. Like they just didn't match up well against the the Chiefs and were just overwhelmed. I mean, when the Chiefs score over 30, you're it's generally saying that you're playing a lot of man-to-man, which is not going to work against this team.
1: It was a very confusing defensive game plan. I, I I believe they blitzed Patrick Mahomes at a higher percentage than he's ever been blitzed before, which is doesn't the exact work. opposite of what <laughs> I would do. Again, work. what did the Bengals do that whole second half of the AFC championship? They rushed like three half the time. Yeah. Dropping eight. drop people. Yeah. That's what's worked. Obviously, you know, I think the way Kansas City – Made their changes on offense this offseason, letting Tyreek go. I do think they ran a little bit more heavy stuff in this game, but yeah, they clearly came in like we're ready, we're going to be ready for teams to drop guys for doing constant, you know, too deep. And they didn't even really have to deal with that in this game because yeah, they played man. But even on the plays where they didn't blitz, Mahomes was torching them. There was there was nothing arizona did in this game that slowed down kansas city i mean kelsey looked as you know he was travis kelsey he caught eight of nine targets for 121 yards juju looked good Valdez scanling caught every pass thrown to him clyde edwards hilaire had two passing or two receiving touchdowns like this was ugly and even the 21 points the cardinals have it's not even really real. They scored 14 in the fourth quarter when this game was way out of hand. So this this was the wor- biggest blow of the week. I I think it actually was by score differential if it wasn't it doesn't matter. This was legitimately this this game was not close from the get.
0: Yeah. This is a game that you could definitely say uh the score reflects exactly how bad they got beat.
1: Yeah, this was this was the big I just double checked. This was yeah. the biggest loss. They're narrowly edging out the Bills over the Rams, but the most embarrassing loss goes to our our favorite team
0: out in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Buccaneers nineteen, Cowboys three. Man, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Um, just just start the McCarthy getting fired phase, man. Like just yeah. start processing his paperwork. And it's not all, like obviously it's not his fault. That that got hurt, but as I said in private, and I'll say it here, that game just looked like the Cowboys, like, or to me it's solidified, the Cowboys coaching staff does not understand how to use their offensive weapons, like just the staff in general. The Buccaneers.
1: I mean, the Kellen Moore uh, head coaching uh, hype is definitely yeah. You know, oh yeah, that's that's out the window. I'm really I, right and right Ronnie, right. Ronnie, I know you're
0: watching this, you better go delete all your Kellen Moore coaching or pro coaching stuff. Like, I'm definitely gonna hope that. But here's my issue: let's let's act like we didn't see that stupid reverse play on like the second or third play of the game. Let's just take that out of our minds. You have a team dropping literally seven to eight people in coverage every single play on defense. You're getting five yards of carry. Why would you not continue to run the ball? Like, the Cowboys have been asking for old Zeke for two years. They finally get what looks a little bit like old Zeke, and they give him the ball, what, ten times or something like that? They're literally dropping back in coverage. Daring yeah, you to run like the ball – And you're still trying to force passes like and even worse, they're getting pressure when they're doing that. Yeah, it just made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. And I stand by my my um, statement that the only person in that entire organization knows the fuck they're doing is Dan Quinn. Everybody else is an idiot. And that includes my boy, Jerry, unfortunately, like they're all idiots.
1: I mean, the, the really fascinating thing about Zeke running the ball in this game, his longest run of the game was seven yards. And on those 10 carries, he averaged 5.2 yards a carry. So basically yeah. he's getting four to six yards every single time. So it's not like, oh, he had one good run, and otherwise the Bucks were shutting him down. Like, no, he was consistently – like you said, they're dropping guys. So he was consistently productive. Yeah, Dak looked – I honestly can't remember a game where Dak looked that bad. Honestly, I'm um, –
0: it might have been one or two sprinting. I mean, on PFF,
1: there. he was the lowest graded quarterback of the week. So below Derek Carr, who threw four interceptions and or threw three interceptions and took five sacks. Um obviously there you know, there's a lot of issues, you know. Cooper is gone. Um Tyron Smith, I mean, I think that was kind of the biggest death knell to this offense prior to Dak being out. for. We'll see. It sounds like they're optimistic that Dak could be back in like four or five weeks. i have not listened to Dr. Jerry Jones. But I mean regardless, <laughs> as soon as Tyron Smith was ruled out for the majority of the season, I wanted so badly to pick like some other team to make the playoffs. I just think the NFC sucks. So I ended up still putting Dallas in the playoffs. At this point, obviously, that would be kind of a surprise because I don't think this offense that looks terrible with Dak Prescott, is going to look very good with Cooper Rush. But, uh, I mean, again, you know, upside is you're not going to play the Bucks every week. The Bucks are obviously very good. Um, Leonard Fournette was pounding it, 127 yards and 21 carries. Dallas really screwed up my the bet I made on this game. I did a Tampa straight up Brady 225 passing yards parlay. And Brady is 160 at the half, and I'm like, sweet. Free money, and then he throws for 52 yards in the second half because they didn't yeah. need to throw the ball at all So thanks Dallas even when not you make me happy by being awful you screw up and lose me money, but mm-hmm. um, Julio Jones looked pretty good Which I guess is probably the biggest takeaway if you're a Bucks fan is like hey if we get a good version of Julio then good lord this receiving crew is insane, so yeah, I mean, Tampa should also feel great because Green Bay looked like trash. The Rams looked – granted, the Rams played a very good team. Green Bay played a team I think you think is pretty good. But, yeah, both those teams lost. You're feeling pretty great if you're a Tampa Bay fan right now. Obviously, the Saints have been a consistent problem. Watch but out for my Saints. Brady, so. mm-hmm. If they beat the Saints, then, hey, Bucks fans, start getting hyped. But, yeah, at, at New Orleans tends not to go well for – Actually, against New Orleans at all has not gone well for Tom Brady in his time in Tampa. So.
0: They are the Miami Dolphins of the NFC to him, and <laughs> that's perfect.
1: exactly right.
0: Um, but looking into Week Two,
1: um, what game are you most looking forward to? I'm probably Thursday night. I mean, the Chargers Kansas City games last year were fantastic. Um, I again, I as much as I'm a hyped up Chargers person. I think again, if you're especially if you're missing Keenan Allen and J.C. Jackson, I'm a, i am I would not recommend betting on the Chargers in this game. But, yeah, I think that's outside of the Bills. Those are probably the two best teams in the AFC, and they're in the same division, so every game is huge. So for me, that's that's the number one game. I'm gonna go with Vikings Eagles on Monday night. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna
0: be a good a good test for both teams. Um, looking forward to seeing. Uh, if Justin Jefferson continues to excel, and if the Eagles um, can put some pressure on uh, on our boy Kirk Cousins, also if Kirk Cousins can yes. do what he's never <laughs> done before and win on a Monday night, oh, man. It, look, if Kirk wins on a Monday night, then we will truly know that this is the Vikings' year.
1: Yeah, then, then I think we're, we'll be full fledged believers in the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. But I, I'm not I'm not holding my breath with Kirk. As much as I do believe in Justin Jefferson and this offense, the rest of this offense. Well, thank you, Joe, for coming through. Um, again, the show went a little long
0: this week. It's week one; we had a lot to talk about. Uh, we will try to speed through um, the rest of the week and then continue to add more segments. If you missed the beginning, fourth, the Love of God" segment, you are welcome to check us out on um, Spotify and um, Apple as we will also post this as a podcast as well. We do the live stream and then just put the live stream recording on as a podcast. Um, if there's anything in particular that you guys want, um, like info or something like that, just add us uh, follow the IBN Twitter handle. I will continue to talk about the chiefs offense a little bit more tomorrow. Um, and then maybe point out a couple things that I noticed throughout the season or even in week one, like I'm very I'm very curious to see um the all 22s on the Broncos Seahawks cuz I think yeah. I think Russell Wilson left a lot of things um undone. I think some of his throws were late, his, some of his reads were wrong and um the the basis of that offense shouldn't be that complicated. Uh so um something I'm going to look into. Anyway, uh Joe Giants suck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you. You can't be happy when I'm upset. Um, I don't have a Giants-Chargers
1: Super Bowl. Ready, I know, guys. man. You're ready. You're oh, ready.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess the Bills will be considered my AFC team because I'm a Josh Allen fan. But that's they're gonna. That's just so bandwagon at this point. But I was. I was definitely a Josh Allen fan. No, yeah, you're
1: a founding member of the Josh, the, especially of for the-, the non-Bills fan. Yeah, Josh I, Allen. I did
0: get. I did get an honorary pass to be Bills Mafia. So.
1: Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, that, you man. may as you may as well write it, depending on how uh, Trey Lance looks going forward. If I if
0: I jump through a table now, I can't get up though.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, bro. I'll catch you later. All right, later.